Take your Bibles tonight, 2 Kings chapter number 4, that's the Old Testament, about the 12th book in the Old Testament. Again, 2 Kings chapter number 4. And as you know, on Wednesday nights, a couple months ago, we finished the book of Jonah. And after we finished the book of Jonah, praying about what would be next, the Lord hasn't shown me what's next. And uh, because Sunday nights are kind of heavy, you know, that book of jo- uh, Jude, I'm sure you've caught on, it's just a heavy book. And it's, it's almost like there's plowing every single week. And so I've just prayed until the Lord tells me what's next on Wednesday night that we can kind of bring something a little more uplifting, encouraging Wednesday night. So don't come Sunday night and not come Wednesday because hopefully Wednesday is going to balance the heaviness of Sunday. As you know, the last number of weeks we looked at helps on being an effective witness. We need to be a witness. There are some things we can do to be more effective uh, the second week, we looked at encouragement. The third week, keys to Caleb's success. And then the fourth week, we looked at Abraham. Abraham was called a friend of God. The question was why. Why was Abraham called a friend of God? Having said that, we've looked at a couple of outstanding men in the Bible. And so I'd have us tonight look at a woman, a great woman. And certainly there are plenty of great women in the scriptures. But you know, this is the only woman in the entire Bible, 2 Kings 4, that the Bible calls a great woman. Now, wait a minute. Uh, Mary had to be a great woman. Elizabeth had to be a great woman. Sarah had to be a great woman. Uh, Lois and Eunice, they had to be great women. But this is the only woman in the entire Bible that the Bible calls a great woman. Look there in 2 Kings chapter 4 and look at verse number 8. 2 Kings 4 and verse 8, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread, And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. Again, verse number 8 said that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. And the question tonight is, why was she a great woman? What is it that she did? And maybe it would be a challenge to every woman, every lady. And just as much as we would expect when we preach about men, that ladies would say, there's got to be something in there for me. When we preach on this great lady, I think, gentlemen, that there's got to be something in there for men too. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, again, we thank you for each that have come. Pray that you would help our children the other end of the building. May you... Help our teachers as they work with them to instill God and the Word of God in their hearts. Lord, I pray to help us tonight. We've looked the last couple of weeks at some great men in the Bible. And Lord, it's just fitting that we look at a great woman. Lord, there's got to be a reason why this is the only woman that the Bible specifically says that she was a great woman. And so, Lord, I pray to help us. I pray to help us to find out why and God, that the Holy Spirit would take these things and help us to do exactly what she did, that we too in God's sight could be great. Help us tonight. Direct my words. Fill me with your spirit. May this be helpful to each of us. 
And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If I can give just a little bit of background so this will make sense. The date is 894 B.C. And uh, we're talking about a place called Shunem. Pastor, where is Shunem? Well, Shunem is up in the northern kingdom of Israel. That place called Shunem, it's about 18 miles southwest of the Sea of Galilee. So if you were to look at a map of Palestine, you would have the Dead Sea, you would have the Jordan River, then you'd have the Sea of Galilee, and over here is the Mediterranean Sea. So this place called Shunem, this place is southwest of that Sea of Galilee. Really, the name Shunem, or this city Shunem, only appears two other times. So it's not a very famous place. It's, it's certainly not like Jerusalem. It's certainly not like Antioch. It's not a well-known place at all. In fact, the only thing that Shunem is known for, it, it's known for a place on the path from the city of Samaria. Let me put it this way from the city of Samaria to Carmel, or Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel is where Elijah had the showdown with the prophets. From Mount Carmel to the city of Samaria, midway in there is Shunem. Now you see, Pastor, why would you make a big deal about that? It, it's a no place. Now, without hurting your feelings, the world isn't talking tonight about Portage La Prairie. How many are with me? Four of us. They're, they're not. You are, and I am, and we're trying to get God's attention about this little place. But the world isn't talking about Portage. The world in that day wasn't talking about Shunem. And yet the passage says that there was a woman that was in Shunem. Look again there, if you would, in verse 8. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. Now, you know that word great can be used in a number of contexts. Sometimes great talks about size. And so we'd say somebody that's a bigger, well, that's a great man. It's not talking about her being great in that way. Sometimes the word great would be used for wealth. That's a great man. And sometimes that's a wealthy man. Sometimes the word great is well known. And yet, I don't think that this woman was called great because of her size. I don't think that she was called great because of her wealth, because she was well-known. I would suggest to you she was great because of her character. So if you're taking notes, we're going to call this the great woman of Shunem. The great woman of Shunem, and uh, the question is why. Let's see if we can find out why it is uh, that of all the women in the Bible, she was called a great woman. Look again at verse number 8. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8, it says, And it fell on a day that Elisha, Elisha, of course, in that day was a what? A prophet. And so his predecessor was Elijah, and Elijah trained Elisha. So it says, verse 8, And it fell on a day that Elisha, that's a prophet, passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. Keep reading there. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, 
he turned in thither to eat bread. So as, uh, as Elisha in his traveling ministry as a prophet, as Elisha is going from point A to point B, this verse suggests that Elisha came through that no place called Shunem. And this woman, this wife, this woman of the home, she notices this. Now, Elisha traveled with his servant, and uh, she notices that this man is passing through with a servant. He seems to be well-kept. He, he seems to be mannerly. He's not that he's up to any mischief, uh, mischievousness. And uh, apparently one day she steps out the front door, and she said, just a minute, <laughs> stops them, and said, have you had anything to eat? And they looked at her and they said, no. And she said, I would like you to come in and have a meal. And maybe the first time she asked that, uh, he just had good manners and he rejected it because of the first request. Some people are trained. First time someone asks, say no to be polite. And so you have to ask twice and three times. And uh, somewhere along the line, uh, again, verse number eight, says, and she constrained him to eat bread. That constraint is a little bit extra pressure. So he asked once, and she asked once rather, and he said, no, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. And she constrained him. She pressed him. Hold on, you said you hadn't eaten yet. I want you to come in. I no, I won't take no for an answer. I want you to come in. And those two finally agreed, came in, sat down at the table. She had a feast that was made. And uh, you know what? Maybe that's why she was a great woman. Because she was kind to people that she didn't even know. Because she was gracious. You know, we have a word in the English language. It's congenial. And the reason that you need to know that is the first reason she might have been great is because of her congenial home. Her home was kind, her home was gracious, her home was a giving home, her home was a sacrificing home. There was a pleasantness in that home and friendliness in that home. And I wonder if that's why she was a great woman. You know that uh, some homes are just as thick and you have to cut your way through it because the friction in that home is almost unbearable. I, I have sat at many a table as, as a pastor visiting and uh, many, many homes. It's sweet and, and it's kind and, and, and there's laughter and joking and smiling. On the other hand, I have been in some homes where it's kind of like you're walking on eggshells. You didn't know what to say. In fact, maybe it would be better not to say. That wasn't this home. This home was a congenial home. This home was a welcoming home. You say, well, preacher, why do you give the credit to the woman for this being that kind of home? Well, look again at chapter 4, verse 8. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. Now, I'm not belittling the husband in this home at all. I think the next chapter would suggest he was a very busy man, uh, probably had some farm holdings. So we're not making any light about her husband, but she was the one that noticed this prophet passing through. 
she was the one that constrained him to stop in there. Look there in chapter 4, verse 9. And she said unto her husband, uh, look there in verse number 10. She says, let us make us. So uh, this woman was just a driver of kindness. She was a driver of politeness. So I say, first of all, maybe uh, she is considered a great uh, woman because of her congenial home. Do you know that uh, this woman, I just gather, she was not the kind to say no. Sorry, can't have it. Uh, she would not take no for an answer. And God bless every one of you ladies. That you're just a source of joy and just a source of helpfulness and just willing to go the extra mile. Ladies, I, I know you've got more things in your plate than any husband even know. I understand that. But praise God for a great woman who just outside of her little clan reaches out. I say, first of all, maybe she's a great woman because she was a congenial woman. And that was a congenial house. I, could I give you a second reason why she might have been called a great woman Look there in verse 9. In fact, before we do that, the end of verse 8. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Um, so it didn't just happen once. Next time they came through, she, hey, you eating yet today? Well, no, ma'am, but we, we stopped in your house the last time, and I don't want to, hey, we got the food already. What a blessing. What a, now, can I say this carefully? We, we had a missionary that was here, I'll make it vague, in the last 10 years. And we asked them after service, do you have a place to stay? Yes, I already had someone else offer in Winnipeg that they'd put me up. Okay, that's fine. If something happens there, you're welcome to stay. Well, talked to this person a week later, and uh, they were heading on to the next parts of the country, and uh, said, well, what a blessing that, that those folks open up their home for you. And she said, well, I found out they didn't really mean it. I said, what does that mean? Well, they said, if you need a place to stay, you're welcome. But just before this missionary left, they said, but we weren't hoping you'd take us up on it. <laughs> don't offer it if you don't mean it. Well, think about meaning it. Think about offering to be a help. You say, well, I don't have a house or someone to stay. Well, you already could do something to be a help. I'm saying maybe it was because she had a congenial home. Well, this thing happened again and again and again. And I'm sure that the more that this prophet and his servant sat at that table they got to know her and her husband more, but they got to know him. And I'm sure as they had conversations many times, she figured out that this was more than just a traveling salesman. And so she looked, looked there in verse number nine. And she said unto her husband, behold now, after he's been there a number of times, behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. So he wasn't bragging about what he was doing as he passed through. He, 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 was, he was just 
having a conversation, being thankful for their kindness. And that's why it says, verse number 9, Behold, now I perceive. And so she put two and two together, and, and it did come up with four. And she says to her husband, she said, You know, I, I think this is a man of God. I think this man's a prophet. This more than just someone, you know, coming through from Fuller Brush and coming through, you know, selling candy bar. This is someone that's preaching. Honey, I got an idea. Look at the idea, verse 10. This is what she says to her husband. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he will turn in thither. She is more than just wanting to make an occasional meal. She is doing more now than just, you know, giving a A&W gift card every couple of months. She is thinking two steps ahead. She has come to the conclusion, this is a man of God. And God will always bless if you take care of a man of God. Now, folks, I'm not preaching this for me. I'm preaching this for this guy. Do you know the second thing I would suggest that which she was great is because she had a considerate head. She had a considerate head. She, she thought beyond the obvious. She, she thought beyond the surface level. And so she says to her husband, listen, if he hasn't eaten before he's come, honey, he probably hasn't slept before he's come. I wonder how far he's traveled before he got here. Honey, how about, how about we find a place and build a place on the side of her house, side of the wall? And uh, if he was like many husbands, what are you talking about? He probably gets love offerings. He probably is supported on a monthly basis. She said, yeah, but what could we do? I'm saying second thing that maybe made her great. She had a considerate head. She thought through. She pushed herself beyond what was very basic and normal. And like any woman, you know what a man would say? Well, give him a sleeping bag. There's some floor space. But not her. No, no, we've we got to build him a room. Well, if he's just sleeping, what is it? Well, no, we've got to build him a room. We've got to put a door on it. And we can't make him sleep on the floor, honey. We have to get a bed with a mattress and sheets and blankets and a pillow. And if he's a man of God, he's preaching, so we have to get him a table so he can work on his messages and he dare not stand while he's working on his messages. We've got to get him a chair. And we need to get him a lamp. That it, can, I, can you see her husband? Where, where, where did this come from? <laughs> it came from in there. She had a considerate head. And thank God for every lady that not only takes care of her own, but she is thinking even another step forward. Now, you know, if it was up to us men, the floor would be fine. Not for her. He deserves a bed. If it were up to us, you know, a sleeping bag would be sufficient. Not her. Blankets, sheets, pillows. You know, I'm sure that she said, now we're going to need to put a window in that. What for? What for? Well, so he can see out. 
What does he need to see out? And men don't think that way. And then, of course, when you get a window in, then you need blinds and, and, and shades and decorations on the wall. He said, you get all that out of there. It's all in there. I'm saying that this woman, maybe, maybe she was a great woman because she had a congenial home, a pleasant home, a kind home. Maybe she was a congenial home, uh, a great woman because she had a considerate head. Uh, we noticed that uh, that little room was set aside for him, for the prophet. I wonder if that was the very first prophet's chamber. Maybe it was. And he just knew every time that he passed through, that place was waiting, that place was ready. And how excited, no doubt, he was every time he passed through. In fact, look there in verse 11. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber. And so, I think after a while, he looked forward to it. I wonder if people look forward to spending time with you. Is it, is it congenial? Is the conversation encouraging? Are, are we considerate? Folks, we have missionaries through here. We, we had one, we had a family a couple weeks ago. We have missionaries through here. I know that we take a love offering. I know that we do. I know that we have a food fellowship. I know that we do. Is there anything that you could do a little bit more? Write a note. Sit down at a table and talk to them. Show some interest. That's a considered heart. And she had it. Maybe that's why she was a great woman. I give you a third thing. There in verse number 12. 2 Kings 4, I'll start there in verse 11. It fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi his servant, Call this Shunammite, call this woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he, and, uh, he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Stop right there for me. Elisha's not just trying to take advantage of everything he can get. He says to his servant, he said, this woman has been so careful for us. She has taken such good care of us. We've got to do something in return. And folks, if, if somebody has taken good care of you, there's got to be something you can do. A, a, a thank you would be a start. And so Elisha says to his servant, what, what should we do for her? Gehazi is another man. He said, I have no idea. Well, call her. Call her. Let's, let's talk to her. Keep reading there in verse 12. Verse number, no, make it verse 13. Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? And then he makes a couple of suggestions. Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king? Or to the captain of the host? So, you know what? Could we put in a good word to the king? I don't know what kind of work your husband does, but if we put in a good word to the king, he might get a better job. As the, Elisha said, what about if we uh, talk to the captain? Captain's ahead of an army. Are, are you having any trouble in this area? Are you have any vandalism in this area? Boy, we could post some soldiers here just to... What would you like us to do for you? Boy, he was almost giving her a blank check. 
Look at her answer at the end there of verse number uh, 13. And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. You know what she said? Nothing. I'm, I got everything I need. Could you write this down? Third reason that she might have been called great is because of her contented heart. Her contented heart. She was just grateful. Well, surely there's got to be something we can do. No. I got everything I need. Perfectly content. Do you know that uh, there are some, uh, maybe wives, there are some wives that uh, are constantly buying one more thing and one more thing and one more thing and one more, or hounding their husband that they need to buy one more thing. Ladies, most husbands would go into debt if you keep asking. This woman said, I'm perfectly content. I say the third reason that she might have been great is because of her contented heart. Thank God for every woman that's content. That's just thankful. I give you the fourth thing. I'm done with this. Look there in verse 8. Verse number 8. And it fell on a day. Hold on a minute. And. Now if you remember your English class. You don't start a sentence with and. How many kind of remember that sort of just little. And is not something you start a sentence with. Because and is a connecting word. Like we say, when I go to, I'm going to pick on A&W, when I go to A&W, I'm going to buy a hamburger and a room, and as a connector. You don't start a sentence with and, unless it connects with what just came before. Do you know what just came before this account of this woman at Shunem? was a widow woman whose husband died and had two sons. Her husband left her in debt when he died. She, she was afraid that the creditors were going to take her two boys because she was in debt. And she went to Elisha and said, Elisha, what can I do? And he said, what do you have in your house? And she said, a pot of oil. Go to your house and collect all kinds of pots from the neighborhood. And if you remember that story, she was instructed to fill each of those pots. And once she filled each of those pots and sold that oil, she got out of debt. That is what comes before this and. And is either a word that compares two things. Well, these two women are completely different. That one woman had lost her husband. This woman of Shunem has a husband. That one woman was so deep in debt, she was going to lose her boys. This woman has no debt. So you can't really compare, and you can't really contrast, because we wouldn't use and, we'd use but. If this makes sense, it all makes sense. If the word and isn't used to compare, and if the word and isn't used to contrast, then the word and is a word that continues. Do you know what the picture of those two women is? That one woman that had a debt that she could not pay, 
But God did a miracle, and it was paid in full. That's a picture and I of, of you and I before we got saved. We had a debt that we could not pay, and it was supernaturally met by a miracle that God did, and that's Calvary. That is the before we got saved. Do you know what Anne tells us? Anne tells us after we got saved, our life is no longer just living for ourselves. Our life is grateful for everything that God has done. But now our life is consumed with who can I help? Who can I encourage? Who can I uh, lift up? Who else can I provide for? Who can I say things that will lift their burden? The last reason that this woman may have been called a great woman is her continuing. Her continuing to help others. You know, this is a great woman. She wasn't great because of her size. She wasn't great because of her wealth. She wasn't great because of her fame. Maybe the reason that she was great was she always put a smile on that which happened in her home. Ladies, what a blessing. Some of you ladies, it can be a tough day, and you have a way of still putting a smile on that day. That's a great woman. Maybe it's because if her home was congenial. Maybe it's because she was considerate. She looked beyond today, beyond tomorrow, beyond this week, she had some far-ranging plans. May that be true of every lady. She was content in her heart. She didn't need any more. She was happy with everything that she had. She didn't need a bigger. She didn't need a faster. She didn't need another. She's grateful for everything she had. And her life, because of all that God had provided her, her, she wanted to do something for someone else. Great woman. May God help every woman to be a great woman. Let's pray. Father, we uh, last few weeks have looked, and, looked at some great men. Lord, tonight we've taken opportunity to look at a great woman. Lord, it would make sense if this was the only woman call, uh, called so in the Bible. It would make sense that you would have given us her name. But you didn't. She was a woman without a name in a town that few people ever traveled through. And Lord, that in itself is encouraging. It ought to encourage every heart that though others outside of our little circle might have never known our name, although we might not be in a place where everyone is anxious to travel to, we could still be a great man and a great woman in the sight of God. Help us, Lord, to have these characteristics for true of this woman. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.